Hello again, everybody, and thank you all for joining us again. And be very welcome to Render LDN standing for London because here we are. I'm Diego, and I'm here with uh, the guys again. Hello, Sam. We're back. Hi, I'm here again. And today we have an, a special guest. Hi, I'm Detenda, and I am British Zimbabwean. So today we want to speak a little bit about joy. Yeah, and just a, a bit of the difference between joy and happiness in this time. And um, and I think that's a very important topic right now, considering nothing is really being constant. There is no constant today. Everything seems to be kind of like a disappointment. I feel like this whole past year has just been a big disappointment. And the question that we often ask ourselves is, is how can anybody be happy or have joy in this time? Um, and I think it's really important to specify that happiness is very specific it is a moment it is a moment with an ending which is what this world is filled with it's filled with moments with endings and joy is constant it's never ending it's something that's put over our lives to to live through and live out you know yeah i think um it is really important to understand that distinction um because happiness is very dependent on what's happening around us <laughs> happening sorry you can cut but joy is really about being able to choose to have joy regardless of your circumstances. And that's not about silver lining a situation that's bad, like, oh, someone passed away. Oh, but I'm going to be joyful. But it's about recognizing the one thing that is constant in our lives and who God is. Mm. I think I've seen in the past year, um, in my own life, so many situations where there were not happy situations, but I really had a choice in that moment of um, choosing to to believe that God is with me. And maybe I didn't have that feeling of happiness, but I had that stability um, that God is with me right now and there is hope. Hope isn't about my situation, like what I see around me. Yeah, and because life is never going to be easy. And joy isn't a promise of an easy life or like a perfect one. Uh, but it is a promise that through every low in life, you'll have a joy in the knowledge that you're living for a purpose that's greater than yourself, for a purpose that's greater than the world. And I think that's a really uh, another really important factor to it is that it's not promising you a perfect life. Just because you have joy doesn't mean you're never going to be sad. Just because you have joy doesn't ever mean that things aren't going to be tough, but it means that it gives you a will to move on from it or to get through it, knowing that there's something greater on the other side of it. You're not going through it alone. Absolutely. And I think nowadays it's really important to be aware and to have uh, really conscious about it and what um, what the difference between joy and happiness is. I think uh, me included, many people are really um, use this word this bird um joyful in the same way like the happiness and it's very good i think to to tie up this a bit yeah and to bring um clarity in this whole topic um yeah i also can see um a lot of moments where i really said yeah i'm, I'm, I'm really joyful right now mm. and um now when i look back and when i when we were searching researching for the meaning of joy it really, um, I, I think I was kind of blindfolded and um, I think, yeah, we have to be more aware, more aware um, what we are saying and um, what really joy is and um, where joy really comes from. 
and exactly this question do we um, answer also in this podcast so stay tuned also i remember a lot of time that i heard uh, these uh, preachers uh, talking about the prosperity gospel and for me that is very confronting in this topic because they said uh, come here and you're gonna be happy you're gonna everything in your life gonna be okay but actually joy is something that you have even when not everything is okay and also uh, god promise you <laughs> you're gonna have a uh, rough times uh, that i gonna help you to overcome it yeah i think this is something that we see a lot actually in uh the new testament um Paul wrote a lot of his letters to the early church from prison. Um, and they were not prisons that we have nowadays in the West. These were Roman prisons um, for people who were seen as being a threat to the Roman Empire. They were not being treated well. Um, and yet Paul often in his letters urges other Christians, other believers outside of prison to take joy, to rejoice in the Lord um, and to practice thanksgiving regularly um not because they weren't experiencing persecution not because their lives were easy um but because god is still um with them in that circumstance and still um god is still good in that place and we can still recognize what god is doing even when other things are not going well um tatenda tell me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure that a lot of times in those letters, Paul says, I'm joyful right now. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. And I hope that you also uh, can rejoice with me. Um, yeah, I think it's really amazing. Um, last year when I was on outreach and kind of <laughs> struggling with a few different things and getting really fed up, God really challenged me through one of Paul's letters where he says um, that, I'm paraphrasing the Bible here, but basically Paul says, I've learned to be content in all circumstances. And that, again, is one of the letters that he's writing from a prison. <laughs> and I was there like, God, I'm complaining about this and this and this. Um, and really, I was, compared to Paul, I'm like so wealthy. You know, I have so much. Um, I've never starved in my life, you know. Um, and that was just so confronting to see what is what is my happiness or what is my joy built on because if it's built on my circumstances it's conditional and it's happiness but if it's really built on um, relationship with God then it's unconditional and it's joy um, because it's anything can happen to me and I can still choose to have joy in my life yeah and I, I think that another great thing about that story is that it shows that he wasn't alone because anybody in that situation I mean, me personally, if I was in jail for something like that, like I would feel so alone. I would feel like there's nothing out there. And I feel like that's what a lot of today, today's society like tries to push on us is don't worry about God. Don't worry about sp the spiritual world or in good and bad and all that kind of stuff because you'll never find joy there. You can't enjoy life if you're stuck worrying about these things, you know? And with that, it kind of suggests that If you are worrying, then you're on your own. It's not, you're, you're by yourself. And I don't know about you guys, but like the natural state of me is not joyful. It's not happy. 
I don't think it is for anybody. I don't think the world is inherently joyful. Um, and yet the world is pushing out God saying that he's the reason for all of this. He's the reason for your, um, for your suffering, for your, for your struggles, for your worry, for your doubt, all of that kind of stuff, you know? And that's so lonely. And I can see how people can get depressed or fall into anxiety and, and things as harsh as that. But, um, but God is there and he promises that he's going to be there for us. And with that, I think that's another aspect of joy that, that we're not going through things alone, that we're not pushing away the only person, the only thing that wants to be with us, you know? Yes, absolutely right. And um, I think many people think uh, the Bible is really old school and doesn't really um, help us out nowadays. But I think um, especially when you talk about, uh, for example, last week, hope, there was such a nice passage about hope and, of course, about joy there. Um, in the Old Testament, 200 um, passages about hope, eh, joy, and um, in the New Testament, about 100. And one story is, for example, the, the story about the prodigal son. And um, I will summarize it shortly. There was a son and a father. The son um, worked um, for the father for many years. And then he said, um, that he wants the salary. So he went off the house, um, he moved out and um, tried to, to live a happy life, to, um, to live a life with um, all, um, like for him it was like, um, he just wanted to find happiness and um, a sense for his life because he was only work working um, as far as home. So he worked, uh, uh, so he enjoyed life and um, until the point there where um, he didn't have money anymore. And there was a famine, so um, he couldn't um, earn money anymore. And so he, um, he went to a farmer who had pigs and asked him to work for him. And so he worked there and um, the farmer fortunately gave him not any food. So he tried to eat the food of the pigs, and um, but only also that um, the farmer rejected that. So he said, "Yeah, okay, let's go back to his father. I can work um, for him as a servant, so um, everything will be better." And then he came back, and um, he saw, and the father saw his son coming back, really sad. And um, but the father, the father was really joyful, and super. Um, yeah, happy in this moment that his son came back, this son who was lost. And um, I think this is also a really good comparison to to nowadays. Um, many people um, search joy in his life and um, but can't find it really. And um, but when we look at where where joy really comes from. Um, then everything will be every everybody will be joyful, and as the son um, found joy um, with coming back to the father who loved him more than anybody, and um, yeah, it's I think everybody um, has should have this perspective then that we ha don't have to go out um, to to find to find joy. We just um, need to look at God, and so then we can joy. I mean, He is the He is the source of joy. 
Yeah, and I think that is a really great like direct comparison to what people are doing today. You know, taking what they want, having that instant gratification of having having his inheritance from his father, and then just ditching his family and leaving uh, and trying to find his own happiness, trying to find his own source of joy. And uh, and it doesn't last. It all ended. He he ended up broke. He ended up eating pig's food. He ended up just filthy. And uh, and he came back expecting shame, expecting all of this anger from his father after what he did. And instead of his father yelling at him, he just opened up his arms and said and and threw a party for him and said, "I love you," and said, "I I still accept you." And uh, and I think that's just such a great thing that God promises us is that He's not gonna. He's not going to bring shame on us. He's not going to reject us because of the things that we did, which is what we're we're so used to is people just rejecting or or thinking that we're filthy or something like that. We think that if anybody can get into our brains and hear what we're thinking, we're the worst person in the world, right? Um, but that's not what God promises. God promises and he says, he says, I don't care what you've done. He says, I love you and I want you and I'm going to be sitting here with open arms until you want to turn away from the things of this world and run to me. And that's where constant joy comes from. And also I remember back in quarantine, for me, that was like a really hard time. And I was completely isolated and um, purposeless. And I remember I, I was thinking like, okay, I have to go through this time. So I just gonna spend my time in whatever gonna make me happy. And I think that is not the focus. And in this story, I can see that the the prodigal son can find joyful, can be joyful in the same place that he always has been in his house. <laughs> and I can make that uh, like picture with me in my house, stuck in my house, uh, with nothing to do, with zero purpose. And I think God have purpose for us everywhere, even in your house. Even if you cannot go out to speak with someone, and I don't know, God have a purpose even there. Yeah, I think we can put so much uh, value on the joy that we find in things outside of our homes. Um, and obviously, just being stuck at home isn't the ideal. <laughs> um, but... The thing is, God's presence is with us wherever we go, whether it's outside of our house or inside of our house. Um, so we can choose to to find joy when we are stuck at home um, because we can choose to become more and more aware of God's presence and we can choose to um, to spend more time with him and to know him more in more deep ways. Um, and actually we have so much more time at, at our disposal and we have that choice as Diego said to kind of be like oh whatever I'll just spend my time um you know whether it's watching Netflix or those things that really kind of distract ourselves from the situation that we're in or we can be like I'm in this situation um and I can really use it to grow and to know more about God and to wrestle with him and be like God I'm really frustrated that I can't leave the house that I can't see friends or family um but I know that you are with me so what's that about um because we don't need to I think often when we talk about joy and finding that in God Uh, we think that we have to come to God with this sort of joyful face masked on. Um, but actually that's not true. We can let our guard down. We can lament um, with God. Um, 
and it's in that process of being real about why we're not joyful that often we find the true joy um from him because we're not pretending to already have it (laughs) we allow him to bring the joy you can also see this um in the story of moses in the old testament when he comes down from the mountain which is where he was meeting with god and that was kind of the hot spot of god's presence on earth at the time and his whole face was shining to the point that he had to wear a veil because people were scared he looked different that being in the presence of God is what brings that transformation that is seen by other people. Yeah, also in Proverbs ten twenty eight is written, the prospect of the righteous is joy, but the hopes of the wicked come to nothing. So it basically means when, when you obey God, you and you provoke um, a joy, deep joy. And um, yeah, and if not, you, you can see, uh, you can look really poor. <laughs> enjoy and what about those people that actually have a lot of resources and i don't know they are famous uh, a lot of money but then you see them lives and depression um, i don't know like where is the joy there and then you have those people that um, actually they are poor or they have like enough to each day life and they are very joyful Um, you can see those people like everywhere and it's amazing because that is something that really tell me that joy is not something that comes from uh, from your your money or from your good or whatever it's co- it's a it's a decision that you make in your heart and it's a decision that where are you focused in yeah and also um i asked my, my the question myself um really often um how is it possible that people like um, non-christians um are are uh, joyful or or happy and i also asked myself yeah why or how how um can they be happy and yeah i think the answer is pretty easy when i think many people have happiness um when they think about for example your health or your when uh, your um some success in school or somewhere else or at least of course money and i think that's really um a privilege to have um as a believer in god to have um not the source of joy like money or something endless um but to have some somebody we can um have we can um take our joy out of Um, is God and God is not definitely not endless he's everlasting and I think also the most powerful source of joy and as I said not happiness is joy yeah and I think that's a great um, that's a great example is just like those who are successful those who are are not believers but are successful have money all this kind of stuff underneath it's it's no different than any of us they all have the same struggles but they just don't have the joy that comes from god and um and i think that's great and i think that another great thing is just to realize that joy can't be achieved on earth you can't it's not a prize you can't win it you can't do enough things to have it it's something that has to be given and the only giver of that is um is god A really important point, if you're going to take anything um, away from this episode of the podcast, is that joy brings freedom. 
Um, and I don't say that lightly. This is something that I personally experienced um, in a way that honestly I never imagined. Um, all through school, I really struggled with depression and anxiety and I didn't have any kind of hope for my future. Um, but as I've been walking with God, I've seen him um, bring me joy and freedom in ways that were beyond my wildest expectations. Um, it was even things that, I yes, I'd prayed about it, um, but I didn't really believe that I could have freedom from depression and freedom from um, anxious thoughts and freedom from really, really negative um, thinking patterns. But um, today, it's so exciting to be able to talk about this because it's something that I myself have experienced. Um, and so I really challenge you to think, what are areas of your life that you want freedom from? Um, because that is related to joy. It can feel like it's not, um, but joy is really about uh, finding contentment in who God is. And so even when it's something like, I don't know, maybe you're struggling with stuff in your family life or um, you're struggling with your career because we're in a pandemic and you can't work. Um, I really challenge you to ask God, even if you don't really believe in him, <laughs> to ask God where he is in that, to ask God to open your eyes um, to how he's working in your life because he is, if you don't, even if you don't see it. Um, and to ask God to bring you that joy that isn't dependent on what's happening around you. Yeah, exactly. I think that's really important to ask God in your daily prayer um, that he is the Lord of your emotions and that you receive joy out of his strength and not of, out of your strength. I think this is really essential um, that we don't take it um, like selfish, out of selfish ambition and say, yeah, I want to be happy and this, but to take the joy out of God. And I, I think that's a great question. I think another great question is is look in your life and see what are you finding joy in? What are you putting all of your hope in to have joy? Um, is it God or is it something of the world that, that is temporary and that, that fades away very easily? My question for you is actually very practical. And how can you bring joy to your house and to your family? Um, and actually, I want to invite you to think about this your entire week, about these questions, and, and really in your, in your quiet times or reflection time, about the real meaning of joy. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, and I want to invite you to listen to the next podcast that comes to next week. And... Please uh, don't forget to share and put like and follow us in the other platforms that we have. I hope you like this podcast and please come back next week. So goodbye. Bye. 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 Ciao. Yes.